Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Pira Chairman Marissa Gillette. Chairman Gillette, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. So welcome. You're you're a, you're a first-time guest with me. Welcome and thanks for coming down. I am. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, thanks for coming down. So Chairman Gillette, tell us a little bit about yourself and exactly what you guys do at Pura. Sure. So uh, I moved to the state about two years ago now um, okay. from Maryland, specifically for this job. All right. uh, the governor asked me to come to the state to work on grid modernization, sure. which is one of the topics that's covered by Pura. Right. Uh, so Pura is a state agency. We are quasi-judicial, which makes us a little bit like a court. Okay. And we regulate the industries of electric, natural gas, um, some water, and uh, some telecom. Okay. Excellent. Now we actually, let's talk about grid organization and the overview of what's going on. Sure, happy to. So um, increasingly we rely on our electric grid for everything, um, you know, not just uh, heating and uh, cooling, right. um, but also we have to rely on commercial power for the internet, which yeah. I think we um, experienced the downfall of uh, widespread electric outages uh, last year. Oh yeah. So grid modernization is about looking at our electric grid as a whole and figuring out how we can modernize it efficiently and most importantly, cost effectively. Right. Um, so PR is working on a wholesale um, comprehensive proceeding to do just that. Now, what exactly besides the regulatory, what exactly do you guys do at Pura? That's a great question. So as I mentioned, we operate a little bit like a court, okay. uh, which means that to engage in front of Pura is um, uh, not like any other state agency. It's much more like uh, going to a court and putting on a case. Ah. And um, our regulated entities like Eversource or UI, sure. um, they have monopolies in the state, which means that uh, they don't have any natural competition. Right. So Pura, as the regulator, steps in to provide, um, to simulate what the free market would otherwise do. Mm -hmm. So those entities um, and other stakeholders, like other state agencies uh, representing uh, customers, right. they appear before us and essentially put on a case. Um, at any time that Eversource wants to raise rates um, to do some new infrastructure, they have to appear before us and essentially make that case um, okay. to myself and my uh, two colleagues. Okay. So Sounds very interesting. <laughs> there are no dull days. <laughs> uh, gee, you think? And especially what happened a couple weekends ago, there were no dull days. No, um, <laughs> that was definitely a dress rehearsal uh, yeah. for some of the reforms that Pira put into place after last August tropical right. storm, which think everyone, um, myself included, had a pretty, uh, you know, devastating power outages mm -hmm. from that tropical storm. Absolutely, absolutely. So you guys work pretty closely with the, with all the utilities in the state of Connecticut? Not all of them. Okay. So um, uh, there are a couple of municipality, uh, our municipal um, electric cooperatives sure. in the state. Uh, Pura doesn't regulate them. Um, uh -huh. But we do, so if you think of the Eversource, the UIs, the Yankee Gas, um, Aquarion, Connecticut Water, so some of those um, what are called investor-owned utilities, okay. um, that's who we uh, interact with. Um, but when you think of your broadband providers, um, like Altice or Charter, um, folks like that, we yep. do not have jurisdiction over broadband providers, so not every utility. 
Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. you, you just taught me something. You just taught people something that he didn't know. Now, is, now you guys work pretty, pretty well with the legislature and the governor's office, correct? We do. Uh -huh. So um, we work with the Energy and Technology Committee, mm -hmm. which is co-chaired by uh, Representative David Arconti from the Danbury area. Oh, sure. And Senator Norm Needleman from the Essex area. Mm -hmm. Um, and then definitely work with uh, their ranking members and the administration as well. I've actually never met Representative Arcanti, but he seems like a nice guy. I actually had Senator Paul Formica on with me not oh, did long you? ago. Okay, yep, he's the ranking member of that committee. So. Oh, is he? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had Senator Formica, he was here recently, he was here not long ago. Okay. He's always a, always a fun guest to sit down and have a half hour conversation with. Now, as far as what exactly, we, we talked about what you guys regulate, is there what else do you regulate in the state? So um, when you think, it's actually easier to explain what we don't regulate All right, sometimes. what don't you regulate? <laughs> we'll start so, with the easier question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, even though we have um, a lot of intersection with uh, clean energy policies from the state, uh -huh. interestingly, we don't regulate the solar providers themselves. Really? Really, wow. so um, like for example, if we may, um, we do hmm. put together programs that encourage um, the deployment of solar and other resources like it, um, but the providers themselves are actually, uh, you know, it's a free market. Um, so complaints about them go to the Department of Consumer Protection. Okay. Um, we also no longer regulate um, a lot of things in the the cable space that you okay. um, might have, uh, if you paid attention to Pira 20, 20 years ago, you may have thought um, that we still do things today. Like we don't regulate pricing or offer terms associated with gotcha. uh, cable or telecom. So that's what I mean. It's sometimes easier to explain what we don't do because <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. we otherwise have pretty broad jurisdiction. Absolutely, absolutely. And how? How do people interact with Pira? So right now, and this has been one of my um, missions since coming to the state, yep. right now the answer is they don't really interact, which All is right. a problem for us. And it's a problem for everyone. Everyone right. should um, want, in, want to get involved in Pira. Yep. So um, as I mentioned, uh, being a quasi-judicial agency, and we can only make a decision based on the evidence put before us. Right. So if you think about like, well, you're in a courtroom and I'm hearing from Eversource that they should raise rates and it's silence, it's crickets on the other side of no one Nobody's <laughs> saying, anything. saying anything, then as the judge, which is essentially what my role is, I have no evidence to make a different decision. Right. So we really do need people to engage in PIRA proceedings, um, whether that's as simple as writing in a comment um, to be posted in our docket, mm -hmm. uh, appearing at a hearing and offering live testimony. Um, and some of the towns have even uh, banded together and hired legal representation, which was a huge help um, in the storm investigation. Okay. Because they pulled their resources together, hired attorneys, and actually put on witnesses um, in our investigation. And I will say without a doubt that affected the outcome. So oh, did it? Um, I really appreciated that intervention. Now, as far as interacting with Pura, are you guys doing everything remotely these days because of what's going on? <laughs> we have been since about 
April of 2020, okay. um, we moved our hearings um, yep. to the Zoom platform. So we are Zoomers like mm -hmm. everyone else these days. Oh, absolutely. Which has been um, actually a blessing in some ways. I okay. think it's brought um, more and different participation into our dockets, which okay. we were just talking about, I think is so important. So Absolutely. Um, for now, we're continuing with the Zoom platform. One day we'll go back to in-person. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the Zoom platform is probably a very interesting platform, especially when you're running trying to run a hearing or trying to run a meeting, it probably looks like the Brady Bunch. It does. It does. I've become a part-time um, IT expert. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I know, yeah, I know for a while I was doing my show from home and it's like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> it's challenging. I'm to say the least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I have help, obviously. Yeah, so. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, but knock on wood, we haven't had any, uh, what are they called, Zoom bombing. So yeah, no. We've um, we've kept it pretty civil and, and uh, straightforward, so I'm happy absolutely, for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you guys pr were probably, were probably work pretty well with the Connecticut State Legislature? We do. Um, we look to them for policy guidance mm -hmm. and um, then try to enact with, um, you know, the best approach that we can um, to achieve the most cost-effective results. So it's kind of hard to guess always what they meant by something, uh, yeah. but we, give, we yeah. give it a go. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, as far as what do you think legislative session is going to look like next next year you think they're going to be back in session are they going to be doing the the zoom thing or who knows oh who knows um i think talking to some of them they also liked the zoom um yeah. approach in that it definitely facilitated broader opportunities for public comment right. you know um it w it's one thing to have to take a day off work and go to the legislature yeah. and it's another to just be able to sign up and log in dial in from your office so I heard a lot of them, um, you know, uh, comment on how helpful that was. So, yeah. we'll see. Maybe they'll do a hybrid. Yeah, I was going to say hybrid public hearings. I think are <laughs> think are a thing of the future, probably for a while now, just because of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've seen I've seen the governor when he does his press when he's used to do his press briefings every afternoon. It's like that's got to be frustrating, especially with everything going on and if somebody freezes it's like oh no <laughs> it's like ah yeah no. we definitely have had a time at the office where our internet went down um during a hearing a zoom hearing yeah. um and you know there was a joke about which internet provider served pira but <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah right exactly, exactly. make it work <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely now as far as how easy is it if people want to submit testimony or public comment to Pira, how, how easy is it? Um, we are trying to make it easier. So okay. we've uh, simplified it all the way um, to email. So right. um, you can email Pura, P-U-R-A, period, executive secretary at ct.gov. Okay. And you can just drop your comment into the body of the email. Okay. It helps if in the subject line, you know the docket number, which is um, 
the the unique identifier for the case that you're providing a comment on. Okay. If you don't know the docket number, you can just put in the subject line the closest <laughs> thing that you can yeah. think of. I, I want to comment on the Eversource rate proceeding. Right. And we'll find it. Absolutely. Um, so the only thing to know is whatever you email to us is a public record. Mm -hmm. So don't put any personally identifiable information. No, don't do it. <laughs> not your credit card numbers, no, please. Absolutely not. <laughs> Chairman Gillette, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Thank you, Connecticut, for doing your part to stop the spread of COVID-19, for wearing your masks, washing your hands, and keeping your distance. So keep it up, Connecticut. We've come too far to go back. Community TV, your neighborhood TV. Publicly funded and a reliable partner for cable companies nationwide. It provides transparent coverage of local and state government, education, and public programming. A digital town green that can be watched anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Watch us on today's high-tech distribution methods. Community TV in Connecticut. Local unfiltered, reliable, and, and yours. yours. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Pura Chairman Marissa Gillette. Chairman Gillette, welcome. Thank welcome you. Welcome back. Thank you. Chairman Gillette, so let's open up this segment talking about in the effort to downsize government consolidation, the DPUC and DEP as deep are interested in spending time and resources on regulatory cable has steadily enabled since the disaster of PA 07253. Now, what what will it take for Pura to to regulate cable television and its successful technology? Oh, great question. So. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, Governor Lamont comes from the telecommunications industry. So he's told me a number of stories about how, you know, back in the day um, when Pura was the DPUC, mm -hmm. he used to have to appear before um, our predecessor all the time. So okay. he doesn't understand <laughs> and would, would love for, um, you know, the cable and the telecommunications industry to have to um, appear before Pura more. Um, and I think one thing to note is about two decades ago when the industry was deregulated, right. that unfortunately, you know, um, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Yep. Um, sure. <laughs> so when the industries were deregulated, we ceded as a state a lot of jurisdictional authority to the, the federal government. Okay. Um, so in some ways, there's no, there's no going back. <laughs> um, at, at this point, um, at least in terms of regulating the pricing and the offer terms for cable, okay. um, there are other, you know, there are other ways that Pura could step up to the plate. I'm sure, and mm -hmm. I get questions each. Well, I've only been here for two legislative sessions, okay. but I'll say for each legislative session, All right. I've definitely been asked, um, you know, if there's ways that we can uh, re-engage in that industry. So I'm always open to suggestions. Now, CGS section 16-331 and its associate regarding layout 
of the process of determining cap supporting funding for 12-13 years, PIRA has limited adjustments of CPI changes and even tried once to reduce subscriber levels because of the because of the errors connected by Newington Community TV and a non-cap peg station. Why does PIRA never use the Why does PIRA never use the in any factoring determinations relevant to the authority? Great question. So um, CAP or community access. Uh, so PIRA does retain um, uh, jurisdiction and ha in fact has a mandate okay. to calculate um, this, this annual fee. And in recent years since I've been here, um, we attempted, we mm -hmm. took what is normally a pretty um, routine proceeding and tried to adjust that fee for something other than CPI. CPI yeah. uh, is uh, inflation, mm -hmm. uh, consumer, I, I can't remember, <laughs> but it's, That's okay. it's inflation. Yeah. Um, so we, we made a go at doing something different. Um, the stakeholders didn't love it. I wanna say that was in 2019 or 2020. So what we've done is committed to looking at this issue again. Um, it's done on an annual basis, and we've already actually opened the docket for the 2022 year oh, okay. in the hopes that we could get some additional um, you know, brainstorming about uh, how this could fee could be calculated using something other than CPI. Right. Um, so, you know, for any folks that are engaged in, um, you know, public access uh, like yourselves, right. um, this is a great heads up that um, that you should look out for that docket at Pura, which is open, mm -hmm. um, and begin providing those comments. I mean, one of the things that I found in the two years I've been at Pura is. You know, this is uh, the state of study habits, right? <laughs> so yeah, right. we sometimes don't always um, provide a platform or opportunity for these new ideas, and um, more anxious to to provide that. Um, so anyone that wants to engage in in that docket, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. <laughs> we have 85 active dockets, so I right, hope you'll yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to remember one off the top of your head. But uh, you can absolutely contact contact us and. We'll get that comment to the right place. I was going to say the com the comment will obviously go into the right place and has the or that specific docket is the has that docket opened yet? Or? It's opened. I think is we it? opened it last month and oh, okay. the decision's not due until June one of twenty twenty two. So oh god, so you got, time. you got time. Yes, <laughs> you, de you definitely have time. Now we ap appreciate peers standing up for consumers when the electrical utilities let us down and the twenty twenty summer. Storm, would you agree with the consumer of cable, television, and broadband broadband internet also deserve your help? And how would you help them? Oh, well, um, I wish that I had time to help everybody because right. I think there's a lot, there are no shortage of issues. No, of course not. Um, in this state, I mean, we pay the highest electricity rates uh, in the continental United States, and right. that, of course, trickles into other um, public utilities that you have to use. Mm -hmm. um, there was a legislation passed uh, that uh, this just most recent session that uh, Governor Lamont put forward with respect to broadband. Okay. Um, it initially contemplated a much larger role for PIRA in that space. Sure. Um, the, the final legislation that was enacted 
peeled back our jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of a grant, uh, a grant program now. Sure. However, the governor has asked um, if we will look, uh, if PIRA will look into that further, and I, I think that um, PIRA is open to considering uh, how the, what I would call like knock-on effects from power outages right. affect these other utilities. Okay. So um, we have an open docket right now um, under our grid mod proceeding, uh, and I'd be anxious to you know, hear people's ideas for metrics that these electric utilities have to abide by that will help um, you know, the broadband and cable providers right. with restoration timelines uh, since they can't restore, I mean, their services are directly affected by a loss of commercial power. So, Absolutely. Um, definitely, I, I would agree. They, okay. everyone, everyone okay. deserves, um, deserves our help. Right. So it's a matter of marshalling resources and um, setting expectations and looking forward to that. Absolutely. Now, how, how important is it for people to submit testimony to you guys as far as items on the docket? Oh, so important. As I was talking about with the storm investigation, yeah. um, we received uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of comments, um, and I read each and every one of them. Oh, did you? Well, um, of course you did. Of course I did. Of course did. you did. And we summarized those in a comment matrix that was appended to that decision. And if folks don't know, we ultimately um, found that Eversource in particular was extremely deficient in their storm response. Yeah. And that resulted in um, a $28.6 million uh, fine, which which Eversource's shareholders pay for and is not recoverable in rates. And starting um, starting the month of September, mm -hmm. that will be returned to rate payers as a bill credit. So those are, um, you know, that's wow. uh, one result of how people engaging in these document uh, dockets Mm -hmm. and providing evidence of their experiences um, was, you know, produced an outcome that, that hopefully, you know, brought some measure of relief to folks. It's not, it's not enough. It was no. the maximum fine that we were able to levy at, under law at the time. But um, it's something, it's $28.6 million yeah, right. of something. Exactly. So um, I appreciate everyone engaging in that docket. Absolutely. And if people want to find a list of dockets that may be something that they're interested in, that what they want to comment on, obviously go on the Pira website and yes. type it in and it's going to pop up for you. <laughs> we are working on a, a new and improved comment um, uh, active database. Okay. We have a, uh, one of the web pages uh, will say, you know, a list of active dockets. Um, if you can't navigate to what you're looking for, um, we have a pura.information at ct.gov email address. Okay. Um, so never hesitate to shoot an email to that email address um, and we will find you the right docket. Right. <laughs> or create one. <laughs> right. Or create one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. It probably doesn't take that much to create a docket, a docket item to go up, go up on. Probably not. Uh, no, it's just a matter of uh, finding staff that I can assign to it. <laughs> there, there you go. There you, there you go. Yeah. What are some of the other important dockets that you guys have overseen? Uh, so um, some of the dockets, I mean, obviously our work in the storm right. uh, arena is going to be folks most um, 
the top of mind. There was a follow-on docket to that um, that emerged from the Take Back Our Grid Act last okay. year. Sure. Uh, that dealt with uh, setting rules of the road for customer credits. Okay. So what folks may not know is, um, you know, going forward, so the law did not exist when Tropical Storm ECAS hit. Right. But part of what the legislature and the governor reacted with in this Take Back Our Grid Act was um, uh, authorization to uh, create customer credits mm -hmm. uh, for extended power outages. Sure. So moving forward, um, if you sustain more than a 96-hour power outage, uh, you're eligible for a daily outage credit of $25 per day okay. and $250 for spoiled food and medication. Ah. So that's been one of our big dockets um, completed earlier this year was setting the rules of the road for right. <laughs> how those could um, be done. So um, we have... Uh, Lots of work in um, the third-party electric supplier right. uh, realm as well, um, and uh, you know I'm trying to think of other. <laughs> uh, we have hugely impactful dockets, but one of the funniest things about Pira is that I think until the tropical storm hit, people didn't even know what exactly. <laughs> that the agency existed right, so exactly. we've probably done things that impact your daily lives and <laughs> um, certainly for your viewers uh, the pegpedia grants that we administer right oh, um, yeah can oh, be yeah. hugely impactful so absolutely uh, yeah anything that is related to electric water gas some mm -hmm. telecom I'm sure we've um, We've done things that have uh, touched your life. Now, if people want more information on Pira, where can they go? Uh, I think there's a website. There is a website. There you go. <laughs> so uh, you can go to our website, ct.gov slash Pura, P-U-R-A. Um, we also are on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, I think even Facebook. Okay. Um, so we are really um, focused on doing Pira 101 presentations. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, um, we are working with your lo local elected officials to put those on um, and really working on building out our educational resources. Chairman Marissa Gillette from Pura, thanks for coming down. Thanks for some time. Hopefully we'll on, you'll come back again soon. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. On behalf of Marissa Gillette, my name is Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.